Hi, and welcome to episode 92 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor at iPhone Life. It's just the two of us this week, and we have a special episode for you. We're going to tell you about everything Apple announced at its fall iPhone event for 2018. We got new three new iPhones and one Apple Watch Series 4 that we want to tell you about, or two sizes. Um, and we will have our regular format. We'll be jumping into that shortly, though, so stay tuned because we want to help you decide. Not only do we want to let you know what was announced, but we want to help you decide which device is right for you. So we'll be getting into that in a moment. First, we want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, Antenna 79. Antenna 79 uh, makes uh, cell phone radiation blocking cases and um, called the Alara case by Brink. And I tried this case and I really liked it because not only does it have, you know, they've actually done scientific research to make sure that it actually does what they claim it does, which a lot of cases don't, that claim to block cell phone radiation don't necessarily do. Um, but it's actually just a nice looking case. It's, it's got like a really slim form and like a lip around the edge so it protects your phone and so it looks good. So it's, it's a great case and I recommend checking it out. And it also has on the back, it has all of the cases seem to have this little design, weave design. Right. So it's sort of a signature Alara case look that I really like as well. Yeah, it's a really nice looking case, which and, yeah. I care a lot about. <laughs> and a big distinction that they make between them and other brands is that instead of blocking radiation, which actually makes your phone work harder um, and potentially emit uh, more radi yeah, radiation that it this deflects it away from you and I think it's up it's a little more than 60% of the EMF it will deflect away from your head so so it's a really well designed case yeah I think it's a it's a really nice gift to give to anybody you know is concerned about that sort of thing definitely so we'll link to that in our podcast blog post so that you can check out a lot of case um, moving into our next segment I, I first wanted to uh, tell you guys about some comments we had from listeners. Last episode, we talked about password management. We asked people what password managers they used, and we got a ton of responses. Like a huge number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with people who had strong opinions about this, and there was a big variety. At, at uh, our office, we a lot of us use one password. One of our writer readers did have the same experience as we did. Um, I've been using one password for about 10 years and find it to be rock solid for use on any platform. The password generator and the watchtower feature work really well. I'm looking forward to how iOS 12 will enhance its features to use with applications. And so that's one of the really exciting things about iOS 12, which by the way, you can install on your phone starting Monday, September 17th, so just a few days away, um, And is that with a lot of these password managers, they wouldn't auto-fill your passwords when you opened up third-party apps on your iPhone, so you would still have to switch to go to 1Password to check on that. But starting with iOS 12, those were those will auto-fill and work with third-party apps, which is really cool. Yeah, it is very exciting. Um, we had a few other names here. Uh, Remember app password. I hadn't even heard of that one. RoboForum, use it for years on both Mac, PC, and iOS devices. Yeah, a number of readers use that one. Uh, password 1. So those and are just a few. Dashlane. Dashlane, yeah. People use Dashlane, yeah. So that was exciting to get such a response and to know everyone's taking their security so seriously. I know. It's very, very wise. Uh, next up, we want to tell you about our Daily Tips newsletter. 
hopefully a lot of you are already subscribers. This is our free newsletter at iphonelife.com slash daily tips where you'll get a one minute tip in your inbox every day that teaches you something cool you can do with your iOS devices. Today's tip I'm especially excited about is how to shoot an overhead picture. And uh, you know, I'm not a great photographer and it's always nice to have some easy tips that will improve your photos greatly because if it's anything too complicated, you can just, I'll just mess it up. Uh, so here's this tip. What you first do is you go into your settings app tap camera and then you'll have an option there to turn on grid. And I'd seen this, this option before but didn't really see any strong reason to use it. Uh, and so now what this will do is when you go open up your camera app, you'll have your uh, display, your viewfinder split up into thirds. And so this can be a nice thing for just composition in general because you, in general, you don't want to have things centered. You want to have it in, in the left or right third of your... Uh, the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds, yeah. Um, but what it also does is if you're holding your phone horizontally over a flat surface, so this is great for food photography or for instance, Sarah was taking some pictures of artwork, that can be another or something that you have laid out on a flat surface. Um, this is a great tip for it. So when you're holding your phone out horizontally, you'll see a little X mark in the middle of your display and it will like to, it will all match up and turn yellow, I believe, once you have your phone horizontal. Right. There's two pluses and one is white and one is this pale yellow and when they your phone is exactly horizontal they match up and turn bright yellow and there's just one. Okay cool yeah thanks for clarifying that point. So that means that you have it lined up and other tips to keep in mind while before you actually snap your shot is that you want to be careful about where your light source is because if it's coming from overhead the shadow of your phone will be in your shot which is not something you want. So if you have light coming from the side, that'll be helpful and just, you know, shift and move your phone around until you make sure that there isn't any shadow on there. Another thing to keep your shot steady is to have a really strong stance. Usually you want to have like your legs a little bit apart and also to have your elbows in by your side just to make sure you have a steady shot. And then instead of using the volume up or down button, which can make your phone shake to actually snap the shot, to just gently tap the shutter button on your screen. That's usually the best way to keep it steady. So that's those are just a few little tips to try this weekend on how to shoot an overhead picture. Hopefully you get some great food photography or artwork photography. Or just pictures of documents, you know? Yeah, that's true, even that. Um, so go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips if you want to get more awesome tips like that. And we also have a premium service called iPhone Life Insider. That's uh, our full premium educational service where you get video versions of our daily tips, you get guides. Uh, our iOS 12 guide comes out on Monday, so you will, uh, you'll really be wanting an insider subscription so you can get the most out of all the new features and not have any confusion with them. You get a full archive to our magazine and you get Ask an Editor, which is a feature that lets you ask all of your tech-related questions to Sarah and she helps you solve them. Uh, Sarah, do you want to share what have our insiders been asking lately? Um, here's a question I've never gotten before, which, uh, and I, I really actually had to do a little research to understand, so I thought it was a good one to share. Why is there both Apple Music and iTunes Match? Do you need both? Um, so the it's reason there's, yeah, it's a really good question. A lot of people don't quite understand. Um, iTunes Match is basically for what turns out to be about $2 a month, 
lets you store all of your digital music in the cloud and sync it across all of your Apple devices. But this is for music that you own, like music you purchased from iTunes, music you burned from CDs or recorded yourself. Um, so things that you own. And then, so you can almost think of it as like iCloud storage for your music, sort of like iCloud photo library, and you, and you own that music. And it's separate from your iCloud storage, which is another nice thing because, you know, running out of iCloud storage can be a problem for some people. Apple Music, on the other hand, um, is just you're, it's just a streaming service, and even if you download the songs to your phone, you don't own them, and if you cancel your subscription, you lose access to them, and you can't like give them away to other people. So, you know, and you can still sort of um, sync that music across the cloud across your devices, but but the main difference is. One is for music you own, that, and one is for music that you're just basically renting. And so if you have a large digital music library, then iTunes Match would be a good idea for you. Um, if you have a large digital music library of older music but prefer to just stream music, then you could use both. If you don't really own a lot of music, then Apple Music by itself or another music subscription service, because a lot of people in this office love Spotify, um, would be the way to go. That's a really good clarification. I've honestly been wondering what what the purpose of iTunes Match is for a while. I don't have a big collection, so I haven't had a reason to look into it that much. Okay, we are ready to get into our main theme, which is, of course, which of the new devices that Apple announced should you buy? And don't worry, in case you didn't watch the announcement, we'll also go over what Apple announced yesterday at its big keynote at the Steve Jobs Theater. So first, let's go over what was announced. So basically, um, you know, we were expecting a lot of different things. There were rumors about new AirPods, the Air Power Map that we were promised in early 2018 for wireless charging of all your devices at once. Maybe Studio Pods, like a sort of over-ear version of AirPods, a new iPad Pro. We didn't get any of that. They just <laughs> stuck to the basics. And so we got a new Apple Watch, which Series 4, which we were all expecting, and three iPhones, which, you know, rumors had strongly suggested that's what we were going to get. And that's what we got. They're called the iPhone XR and the iPhone XS and X Max. Yes, uh, the XS Max, right? XS yeah. Max, yes. Um, so it was interesting to see because up until a few days before the announcement, the iPad Pro seemed like a sure thing. Everybody was talking about the iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. And then a few days ahead of the announcement, that seemed to shift. And then there were new rumors that the Apple Watch Series 4 would have uh, electrocardiogram reading capabilities, which we did end up getting too. Yeah, it's so, pretty exciting. Yeah, well, we'll jump into that. Um, let's talk about the Apple Watch first before we get into the iPhones. and Because that, I feel like, is a simpler conversation of who this appeals to, who should buy it. It appeals the to iPhone, me. The iPhones, <laughs> it's a tougher, since there are three options, it's a little bit of a trickier conversation. Uh, so the Apple Watch Series 4, what would you say was the most exciting new features of that? Um, I just thought the improved heart rate tracking, well, actually, you know what? I think maybe the most exciting thing is the display is bigger. That's, so the display is 30% larger than before. That, yeah, they've basically removed the bezels. The chassis, the body of the watch is a small amount bigger, um, 
you know, like length and width wise, it's a uh, 42 millimeters and 44. It's a uh, 40 and oh, 44. 40 and 44 as opposed to 38 and 42. 42. Yeah. So like is... the smaller one, each of them gets a bump of two millimeters from the previous size. Right. And it's thinner. So the volume overall, which Apple kept emphasizing is smaller. Which is nice because it does sit up from your wrist a little bit. But you know, I mean, it's big. The 38 it's millimeter, big. most women find pretty big already. And, you know, the 44, or sorry, the 42 is also pretty big. Yeah. And so... I'm concerned about the size. <laughs> I am, but I am so excited about the bigger display, the faster speed, and also the improved, it has an improved um, gyroscope. Why can't I talk to it? <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> you say it. Accelerometer and... Oh. Improved accelerometer and uh, electrocardiogram? No, gyroscope. Oh, gyroscope, okay. Right, so, and what that allows is your Apple Watch can now detect hard falls. So if you fall, it can detect it, and if it's a hard fall, um, it will bring up the option to contact emergency services, and if it detects a fall and you're immobile for more than one minute, it will automatically call emergency services, which is a great... I think that's amazing. It's really it's really cool that it can detect that, and I think it makes it a great you know, safety feature. Um, the speaker's louder, so, you know, for because there's going to be walkie-talkie, um, a walkie-talkie feature now, and... Um, and that just lets you talk with other Apple Watch users, right. kind of like a walkie-talkie. And, um, and they've added haptic feedback to the digital crown, so they've totally uh, reinvented it. And then, of course, the heart rate sensor is they've really improved it a lot. Now it can detect not only if your heart rate goes too high, it can detect if it goes too low. Um, it's much better at detecting AFib. And, and now, with the redesigned um, digital crown, it can also take an electrocardiogram reading. Um, an FDA-approved one, so it's that accurate, um, and and it makes it easy to share it with your doctor. So that's really exciting. It's really cool because we were looking up yesterday that you know, I mean, depending on your insurance, it will vary, but the average cost of getting an electrocardiogram cardiogram reading was about two hundred dollars. And so now, like in real time, any time you can take that reading from your watch, which makes it a pretty compelling purchase. Um, Really, I feel like with the Series 4, the Apple Watch is becoming a really uh, awesome medical device for people. Like, I think that if you have any heart conditions or if you're just getting a little bit older and then having the Apple Watch is a really nice, a, a really great way to be proactive about your health. And also, like, with the um, hard falls, I know a lot of older people will wear uh, different necklaces in their house, like there are different brands of that that kind of thing, so that if they fall, they can call an emergency line. But why not have an Apple Watch instead? Because I know a lot of people don't want to be wearing that necklace anyway. It, it doesn't feel like something fun to be wearing, whereas your Apple yeah. Watch does so many amazing, cool things, and then you can have this safety device, safety uh, aspect yeah. as well. I wish I could convince my dad to get this watch because he has real palsy and he falls a lot and he's in his 70s now and so yeah you know it's a real concern but I I can't even get him to use his phone <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we we had a live podcast yesterday uh, where we had people joining us and talking about the event with us as we were discussing the topics and 
one of our uh, one of our listeners, Mark, was saying how this is how he would bill it to his wife because he's been wanting an Apple Watch for a long time. He's like, I'll just tell her it's for my health. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Uh, so are you planning on buying the Series 4? Um, no. I want to, but to be honest, even though I am kind of a hypochondriac, <laughs> and so I'm very intrigued by all these features, I basically, my Apple Watch functions as... Um, a method of getting notifications from my messaging app and and fitness tracking and mm -hmm. the series three fitness tracking is fantastic and so the, you have the series three right, right now right there's no battery life improvement I know that the new watch will be four two times as fast as the series three but this is fast enough you know I stuck with the original Apple Watch for years and was completely happy with it this will continue to meet my needs. I just don't think it's a device you need to update yearly. And so I'm gonna wear this for a few years and then mm -hmm. by the time I do update it, I'm gonna get the most amazing watch ever, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, for me, I am planning on buying the Series 4. I have the original Apple Watch, so it feels like it's time for an upgrade. I was tempted last year with the addition of GPS and the cellular model I was curious about. But what I think I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get the Series 4 and uh, but I'm not gonna get the cellular. Yesterday right. I was saying something different that I was at that time. I'm like, yeah, I'll get the cellular. I That'd don't cool. have the cellular. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't I, miss it. I was gonna say I don't think I need it. Um, I don't really feel like spending a ten dollars extra a month for that connection, which you know that's about how much it costs. Uh, not to mention that that cost of the device will be more too. So in terms of price and availability, let's go over that quickly. Um, do you have, let me pull that. Yeah, so it's, um, let's see, it is, it's October 16th or is it 19th? It's October 19th is available for pre-order at 12.01 a.m. Oh, I've got and September 14th. That is incorrect. It is? Yes. Okay. Um, that's for the, the phone. Um, so it's, yeah, it's October 19th and then it will be available in stores and shipping on October 26th. You know what? Bummer. I'm wrong. I'm talking about the iPhone XR. Okay. Correct. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. So to be totally clear for the Apple Watch Series 4, you can start pre-ordering it Friday the 14th. And, uh, why did I think that? <laughs> so Friday the 14th, that's just in, uh, tomorrow. And then it'll be available September 21st. So All right. you can start right really, away. A really important thing is, yes, technically it's tomorrow, but it's at 12.01 a.m. So it's basically tonight. Yeah, that's a really good point. And one hack, if you are really excited to get your devices right away, is to download the Apple Store app on your iPhone. Because sometimes people are ordering, so many people are going on the site that the site will not maybe not be crashing, but it's not working that well. So we found that you can get in you can get your order in easier this way, especially but, if you have Apple Pay set up. Right, you have to have Apple Pay set up, make sure the credit card's correct, make sure the shipping address is correct, make sure everything like works ahead of time because yeah. if you don't have your payment set, thing set up, I think one of, someone in our office ran into this last year, they tried to order it, but they didn't have the payments correct card in there. So oh they, yeah, that, that's, that's not, I thought that happened to me actually, so that's really <laughs> annoying. So then just set your alarm for midnight, and then all you have to do is, like if you have everything set up before you go to bed, just wake up and you already have it in your uh, your cart and everything, and you can just check out in a couple minutes and go back to sleep. And then you'll be early in the line to get your new Series 4. <laughs> all right, so now let's talk about the new iPhones. 
Uh, why don't we start out by talking about the 10R? The 10R is the device that Sarah was referring to that you have to wait until October to pre-order. And it's, right. It's, that's the one that's pre-ordered on the 19th and you and shipping on the 16th, the 26th. I really 26th, need to drink yeah. more coffee. <laughs> oh my goodness. We need coffee for Sarah. Um, so the iPhone 10R is Apple's sort of budget phone of the year, which is funny because, because it's, it's $750. To, right. For the... the entry-level model, which I think is a 76 gigabyte? No. Um, I, I just should not to... say any numbers today. <laughs> 64 gigabytes is the starting model, correct? I am just going to pull up these specs to make sure that we get them right. So yeah, the price starts at 749. Uh, the three storage options are 64 gigabyte, 128, and 256. Right. So you get 64 gigabytes for $749. Uh, I think Sarah and I have differing opinions on this. To me, I have a 64 gigabyte phone and that's plenty for me. I have a 256 gigabyte phone, which is too much, but for the iPhone 10, it went from 64, I think, to 256. I mean, I think that like, unless I'm shooting 4K video or something, I don't think I need that much. Yeah, I definitely am more around like 80 gigabytes and if I optimized my photo and music storage I could easily very easily fit into 64 gigabytes okay cool so just to give you an idea we'll give you an overview of what the 10r has to offer it's a little less expensive than the other other devices it has cool color options uh, but for that lower price you only get a single camera a single lens camera you get the wide angle but not the telephoto lens uh, but interestingly, through software, Apple has made it so that you do still get portrait mode port and portrait lighting, but you don't get that uh, the zoom. That with uh, devices with a dual lens, you can do a two-time zoom without losing any quality, and that's not the case with this device. You get wireless charging. Uh, the, device, the other features that you don't get is 3D touch. That's a big one. Yes, sort of. I don't know you that You still I, have multi-touch. Um, I don't know that it would be a deal breaker for me. It's IP67 rated waterproof, whereas the other well, ones... Water resistant, so you can get rained on or splashed. Okay, right. Yeah, it's IP67 as opposed to IP68, which is the other... The 10s and 10s Max have IP68. And the difference with, with that is that with 68, you it can withstand a half hour of water in up to two meters of water. Uh, whereas 67, it's in one meter. Right. I so, wouldn't test that. I uh, know. Yeah. yeah. I was say, and even so, though we have the 10s, none of us are going to be throwing our phones in water. No. Um, I have spilled things, though, on my phone, and it lived. Um, <laughs> so the height is 5.94 inches and width 2.98 inches oh, with, with right. a weight of 6.84 ounces. And the display is 6.1 inches, which is Big. Yeah, it's big then, but that is also size-wise in between the iPhone XS and the iPhone XS Max. Right, because the right now the iPhone 10 is a 5.8-inch screen, and the iPhone XS is like a basically a follow-up, uh, an S update to the iPhone 10. So that means that it's the same exact form factor. It just has a better camera and a better processor, like better internals. Right. So, and another, a couple other important differences. The other ones have OLED displays, and uh, the 10R has, um, they call it liquid, well, they liquid have an L LCD, and instead of super retina, they have what they call liquid retina. 
<laughs> and also the materials are different. This is made of aluminum and glass and the other phone. The other phones are made from stainless steel. Apple kept talking about how it was medical grade steel. I don't, I'm not gonna be, you know, like using this as a medical device, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're just emphasizing very high quality steel. Right, yeah, so the LCD display, let's talk about that for a minute. Do you think that it matters that much, LCD versus OLED? It does not really matter to me, but I think it really does matter to some people, so it's something to consider. When I bought the iPhone 10, I bought it for the camera improvements, and I ended up being just blown away by how great the display is. Um, I don't know, I haven't had a hands-on, <laughs> any hands-on time with the 10R yet, so I feel like I'd have to compare side by side to really know how I feel about it. But what I would say about this device is that I would recommend it to friends who they don't feel like they need the, the total premium device, but they haven't updated in maybe two or three years. So you're gonna get a huge amount of improvements. You, you're gonna have the edge-to-edge -edge display, you're gonna have Face ID, you're gonna have most of the new camera features besides that, besides the fact that you don't have a dual lens, so you're gonna be compromising in some ways with that. It's a great phone. You'll get wireless charging. Uh, you can have, you can choose fun colors. I know, Sarah, you were saying you were into the blue. Yeah, I really like the blue. <laughs> I wish Apple would be more adventurous in their colors for all their phones. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked the, I tend to like the more metallic colors, but I do think it's nice to have options. Yeah, I tend to compensate by just changing my case constantly. Like this is probably the plainest case I've had. If you're not watching the video, it's just a clear case from spec, which is beautiful and won't turn yellow and shows off my iPhone, but isn't as fancy as I usually go for my cases. Yeah, I do like that case. Oh, here's a big one. The battery will last um, more, an hour and a half longer than the 8 Plus on, on the 10R. So that's another nice improvement. It's a, all of the new phones have better right. batteries, but that was one that was, Yeah. that's nice to know. Um, I, what, do you have any other thoughts on the 10R, well, who should get it? I mean, this isn't just the 10R, um, but I think it's really something to consider, and it's a very interesting decision on Apple's part. There is no more home button on any of the new iPhones. I mean, you can get like an 8 Plus or an 8 and that will have a home button, but going forward, the home button is gone. And also the iPhone SE is gone. So if you liked that smaller form factor, you are out of luck. Yeah, the iPhone true. 10S is the, or the iPhone 8 actually maybe, is the smallest phone you can get now. Another interesting thing is that uh, Apple also eliminated the iPhone 10 from its product line. You can't right. you can't order that anymore. I was actually going to recommend that some some of my friends that I would recommend the 10R to get just go ahead and get the 10 because that would be dropped in price. But I think Apple purposely doesn't want people to do that. I mean, so. you'll still be able to get like a used iPhone 10. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to go the like eBay route or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and some carriers will be selling. I would probably buy from a reputable reseller generally because sometimes you end up buying a stolen phone. There's a lot of ways you have to be careful about buying a used phone and mm. sometimes they'll offer warranties. So that's something to consider if you're gonna buy an iPhone 10. Um, usually if you buy a used phone, you have to pay out of pocket for it. And um, iPhone 10s still are selling for a fair price. Um, I think I would go for the 10R if, if I was to recommend, if someone was asking if they should get the 10 or the 10R. I would get the 10R because it does have better camera features, even though it does have the single lens, it, it, the uh, solo lens, you can 
we'll get into the camera features in a minute, but it has smart HDR and it has a better uh, portrait mode settings you can do. You can control the depth of field finally now. So that's something right now the portrait mode has been somewhat limited, but on all of the three new phones, you can control the depth of field. And to, you can do it after you've taken the photo. So you can do it like while you're editing. Which um, is pretty sweet, yeah. What was I going to say? I don't remember. I think we should move on to talking yes, about the 10S about and, and then the 10S Max. Yeah, let's do it. So the 10S, it starts at $1,000 or $9.99. <laughs> and pre-order starts Friday or so, midnight tonight. And you can begin, they begin shipping September 21st. So these phones, the 10s and the 10s Max, they come in gold, silver, and space gray. And the gold is not the same gold that you're used to with Apple. It's sort of this coppery gold that's really pretty, I think. It's, yeah, I like it more than the older, like the very, very sort of pale gold we had before. Yeah, it's a much more they appealing. They rose gold and gold together, and this is what they got. Yeah, and a basically. little more like an orangey color to it. But it's, I thought it was really nice looking. It's IP68 uh, water resistant, which as we mentioned before, that means it can withstand two meters of water for a half hour. Uh, again, neither Sarah or I would recommend testing that out too much, but it's still nice that you're, you know, it's nice that there's less ways you can destroy your phone. Definitely. It starts at 64 gigabytes and it goes up to have 512 gigabytes of storage. In both models. Yeah, so it's 64, 256, and 512. I 512 to me seems excessive. Yeah. Which I is a funny choice of word for me to say. Ex excess. Yeah, I know. Um, I yeah. Well, if you shoot 4K video, and I think Apple's really trying to promote their phones as cameras, then 512 gigabytes is really great. It's true. Yeah. So if you're using your phone professionally that way, it's worth it for you. Um, all of the new phones have the A12 Bionic chip, uh, right. and it. From the way they were describing it, that's a lot of what is allowing these exciting new camera features like machine learning. You know what I'm really happy about? What? Um, although, you know, technically the 10R's camera is not as good as the 10S and 10S Max's, basically all the phones have equivalent really great cameras and um, yeah, the 10R tops out at 256 gigabytes, but basically there's no like just one premium, like it used to be the Plus phone, that has the biggest storage and the best camera and everyone else has to settle for something else. Like Apple seems to have now made it like everyone gets that. And I think that's awesome. I think so too. Yeah. Um, the 10S and the 10S Max have OLED displays, so you get that, that extra quality. Um, it's five in, the 10S is 5.8 inches, so it's the same exact size That's as the That's the display, 10. not the size of the body. Right, yes, uh, good clarification. Uh, and so... And the 10S Max is 6.5 inches display. Uh, the battery lasts 30 minutes longer than the iPhone 10, so there's a little bit of an improvement there. As before, as the 10, it has wireless charging and a lightning port. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of what these camera features are. Uh, what they're saying is that the, the camera can now capture 60% greater dynamic range for color. And so basically there's this new feature called Smart HDR and HDR usually pull, pulls together three photos 
at taken at different exposures and like kind of combines the best of all worlds of those photos so that the highlights in the photo and the lowlights in the photo have have greater detail so you don't like especially no, in landscape like shots exposed parts of the photo or parts that are too dark yeah and so with smart hdr my impression is that this is something you would that would be applied to all photos because it was great for portraits they showed a lot of examples of that too and so smart hdr gets more takes more shots than three it takes several and it would just shows like amazing detail in the highlights and in the lowlights and it just looked totally gorgeous i was excited about it it really did um i before thought that there would be no reason i would want to upgrade from the 10 to the 10s but i was like wow for these camera features alone it's really cool and then i've been enjoying portrait mode a lot but it's pretty limited in terms of like there are a lot of situations where it didn't work that well. So I didn't end up using portrait mode as, I, as much as I thought I would. So I'm really glad that they're continuing to improve it and that now you can control the, with the aperture, they have an aperture control that lets you adjust the depth of field. So if it's not working great for you at a certain angle or whatever, or there's you're not able to get the area that you want blurred in the background, you can now manually control that, which is so cool. Um, the depth of field effect, just if anybody isn't aware of what that is, that's what lets you focus on your subject and then have the rest your the rest of the background be blurred and out of focus. And it creates this really right. nice Yeah, effect. when they're talking about the bokeh effect, which we had a discussion, is it bokeh or bokeh? And it's both, but I think bokeh is more correct. <laughs> um, that's that's what they mean. They mean like the person, your the subject is in focus like really beautifully, and then the background is like sort of artistically blurred, and it looks really professional. Yes. So that's the iPhone XS. Who should buy the iPhone XS? Um, me. <laughs> you want the XS? I mean, I'm gonna upgrade. <coughs> Excuse me, but I'm not. I don't want the 10x, the 10s Max. It's too big. I don't, I don't, I don't need a phone that big. Like I really enjoyed when I had a Plus phone, the bigger display. But I've really been enjoying the 10 because I have that bigger display, and I have the smaller body. Now maybe when I see someone with a 10s Max, I'm gonna be like, ooh, I should have gotten that. I don't know. Um, but you know, it was kind of a like a financial pain in the wallet to buy. Obviously, I wouldn't have bought it if I couldn't afford it. You know, I don't think anyone should buy a phone they can't afford. Um, but it was still like shockingly expensive to buy this phone. And I don't mm -hmm. feel like buying an even more expensive phone. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Um, I'm tempted because of the camera features for the 10s, but to me, it makes sense, um, again, for somebody who maybe they were on a two-year payment plan with their last phone, and so they're ready to up upgrade, and they are excited about having all the latest features, then this would be a good choice for you. It would be a great choice. Um, but what was interesting is that yesterday during our live podcast, we had a poll asking people which phones they wanted to upgrade to, and the least people by far voted for the 10s. And the most people by far wanted the 10s Max, which we're just about to talk to. I think it was like 56% of people voted that they were planning on getting the 10s Max. And it was all about the display size, right? It was, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think Sarah and I are just not representative of a lot of people. Whereas, like, to me, the iPhone 10 is, I just love the size of it. It's perfect. Right. Uh, 
but a lot of people are so excited about this. It's a 6.5 inch display, so it's by far the largest display of any iPhone Apple has ever made. Um, it It is just ever so slightly smaller than the 8 Plus though, so it's like you get a, a way larger display for the same size as a Plus. So when asked about it in our live podcast, a lot of people said that they have a Plus phone and that they were switching from the Plus to the 10s Max yeah. because they could, for the same size, get way more bang for their buck. So I mean, people, David in particular, always kind of poo-pooed me because I watch videos on my phone, but right. I think a lot of people do and they read, like he reads on his iPad and he watches videos on his iPad, but you know what, you have your phone with you and people who like to read, I mean, I used to always have at least one book with me at all times and now I have an entire library of books with me. Yeah. So I think if you're like me and you like to watch videos, which I think people share those more and more on social media, and if you like to read on your phone, having that bigger screen real estate is a big deal. The other thing too is that, you know, this is an expensive premium device. So for a lot of people, they're not gonna have an iPad also. They're not gonna spend money on more than one device. So it's like if this is the device you use for all these things you just mentioned, then maybe you wanna have that bigger display and have it be more convenient. And Apple also did show, they had a couple videos or demos of people using, of using different apps with that larger display. And it did look appealing that way. Yeah. Again, I just can't, in terms of like how it feels in my hand, carrying it around, I still can't quite get on board for myself. But I do understand the appeal that way. Yeah, Um, you know, I got used to the Plus really fast, to be honest. You did? Yeah. Once I made the switch. And maybe once I see other people with it, I'll start to feel jealous. And then then the next cycle upgrade, because (laughs) I have to do it every year for my job. But honestly, like, if, if I just were, you know, just an average iPhone buyer instead of someone who covers it professionally... I really like the idea of getting the phone you want and then keeping it for a long time because they do last really well and Apple seems to finally be addressing like with iOS 12, every phone that can run iOS 11 can also run iOS 12 and should actually run faster which is a change from previous iOS updates. So I don't know. I say get the phone you want and keep it longer. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that or not. I'll have to think about it. But um, one interesting thing about the Max, too, is that, I mean, it's a hundred. It's the starting price is $100 more than the, the 10S. So it starts at $10.99. Uh, you can also pre-order it, by the way, starting tonight at midnight uh, or the 12th, depending which day you're watching you this podcast. The 14th at midnight? Oh, sorry, the 14th. So ah! basically, stay up late on the 13th, and then at 12.01 a.m., you can order your phone. Yeah. And so, you know, depending on your what storage you want or whatever, like the t- it's not necessarily that much more expensive to get the 10s Max is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, as Sarah yeah. said, if it's the device you really want, you know, Especially maybe that's when way you consider go. that most people actually do a payment plan for their phones and $100 spread o- spread out over 12 months or 2 years is not actually a significant difference. Yeah. It's oh, a couple the other of cups thing of too coffee. with the Max is that you get an extra hour and a half over the 10 of battery. So it has a really fantastic battery. Uh, with the 10, as we mentioned before, it's a half hour extra that you get of it. Although the iPhone 10 or the 10s, sorry, the iPhone 10, by the way, the battery is amazing. Yeah, mine lasts probably for like a day and a half without needing any an extra charge. What about you? Um, I 
it depends what I'm doing with my phone. Um, if I'm not, I, I recently, two years after it became popular, started playing Pokemon Go, ah. and that is a real battery suck. Um, but before, before I got duped into playing Pokemon Go, yeah, my battery lasted a long time. You know what we didn't even talk about yet is the dual SIM. The dual That's SIM so card. That's so exciting too. I can't that. believe we haven't talked about that yet. That is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, if you travel, um, you've probably run into the fact that, especially if your phone is locked to a carrier because you know, you're still paying for it or whatever, you sometimes have to get like some burner phone locally or just rely on apps in Wi-Fi to do messaging or you have to buy a new SIM and take out your current SIM and, and insert that. But now, Or you didn't mess with your settings and you just get a huge bill from your carrier. <laughs> that is that my parents spend half the year out of the country and uh, yeah, one year I started getting notified. They're on my family plan and I started getting these notifications. Oh no. Yeah. Um, they don't do that anymore. They buy SIM cards locally, so I'm kind of excited about this for them because basically you can have two SIM cards, which means you can have a SIM card where you are traveling and your local one, or if you want to take work calls on your phone and also personal calls and keep them, you know, but have separate numbers, you can do that. So it's pretty exciting, the possibilities. Cool, yeah. So I was interested because I don't travel internationally very often, so... Again, yesterday when we had all of our uh, live listeners, I was asking them if they were excited about it. And a lot of people, you know, travel for work. And so this is something they've been waiting for for years. And so now the right. iPhone XR, the XS, and the XS Max all have the dual SIM option. So I feel like it's one of those things that's not going to appeal to everyone, but for the people that it does matter to, this is a really big deal. Right. And so um, most of the phones with a dual SIM will have eSIM. Mm. Um, that's the SIM card that you have in your watch. So it's not like a physical SIM card. It's an electronic SIM card, and so they've put that technology in the phone. But I guess in China, that's not an option for whatever reason, so they're going to have two physical SIMs. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think that's the last feature. You know, we may have forgotten a couple of features in here, but I think we've covered most of it. Uh, with the 10s Max, I think just to summarize, the 10s Max we think is good for people who just care about that bigger display, and there are a lot of people who that's really appealing to. If you have a 7 Plus or an 8 Plus, that might be especially appealing because you're not having to get used to a bigger display. If anything, it's just a little bit smaller. Um, and the 10s we would say is good for Sarah and nobody else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the 10s I think is gonna appeal maybe to people who do want the latest and greatest and have don't have the 10. I don't think for most people upgrading from the 10 to the 10s makes a whole lot. I'm of not sense. excited about it, and also, I mean, I'm really tempted to stick with my 10, but I I really do need to upgrade for work. Yeah. And mm. but I also have a tendency to really fight hard for a certain model, and then I generally upgrade around Christmas time. Um, and then I end up getting a different phone. So we'll see. We'll find out in December if I actually mean what I'm saying today. Right. And then the 10R I think is good for people who haven't upgraded in a while. They don't really necessarily care about having, they're not huge Apple fanboys or fangirls, 
but they need a new phone. Okay, so we'll just summarize for you really quickly. The iPhone XS Max we think is really good for people who, especially if you have a 6 Plus or a 6S Plus or 7 Plus, you'll get the same, you won't have to adjust to a bigger phone, but you'll get a way bigger and better display with better battery life. Uh, if you if you are Sarah, you might want to get the iPhone XS. I don't know actually that I can recommend it to that many people because if you have the iPhone 10, I don't think it's worth upgrading. To Not that. really. I have to update for work. Um, yeah. And we'll see if I follow through on getting the 10. I sometimes change my mind and I don't usually update till December, so we'll find out. Yeah, I'd say probably the 10s makes sense for people who were eyeing the iPhone 10, but they wanted to wait and kind of see if the new, because you do have to get used to some new navigation features to Face ID. And so if you've been keeping an eye on that um, and have been curious about it, I think now might be the time to try it out because Face ID is going to be faster. That's and one thing we didn't And it's gotten better. Because I hate Face ID, but it has gotten better. And yeah, with the new phone, it's supposed to be faster, even faster. So that's good. Even though for me, I've, I found Face ID to be awesome. Just saying. <laughs> and then the iPhone XR we think is a great option for people who have an older phone, they need to update because upgrade because their phone's just not working that well, but they don't care as much about whether they have the absolute latest and greatest features. Or, you know, that they have the very best camera because it's still going to be an amazing camera. Yeah, and so the display will also be a lot better than what they have, but it's not going to be the gorgeous OLED display. But you will get fun colors. I mean, come on, Apple, why do you not like the rest of us who might get the 10s or 10s max yeah i'm excited at least the new gold is pretty but i do think i, I kind of want you to get the blue 10r Sarah. no i'm not getting the r <laughs> i don't i don't i feel like that's a sideways and maybe even slight step down from the 10. yeah i guess in certain ways so our question of the of the episode for you is which of the devices are you excited about are you planning on buying any of the new iPhones or the Apple Watch Series 4 and why. So email us at podcast at iphonelife.com for that. Uh, before we close the episode, I want to tell you about our second sponsor, OtterBox. Um, this OtterBox barely needs an introduction from us because I feel like most people know about OtterBox already. Right. OtterBox is such an awesome iPhone case company. They make really rugged, um, really rugged, uh, durable iPhone cases, but the great thing about them is that they come in different looks that can really suit any type of personality or occasion. Yeah, I feel like for, when people think of rugged cases, sometimes they think of those like really like big, mm. like rubbery, bulky things. And Which OtterBox does make some of those. They do, and, and in some cases that's exactly the, the case you need. Um, yeah. But then there's, you know, other people who want that protection but also want their phone to look stylish. And OtterBox has you covered there too. They have such a great range of protective cases. Yeah, I feel like friends of mine who are like, they have like camo, a camo OtterBox case that they bring hunting with them. And then there's other people who have a really sleek looking one that you wouldn't know that it's as protective as it is from OtterBox as well. So go to otterbox.com to check that out. We'll also have a link in our podcast blog page uh, if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast you'll find it there uh, so this wraps up episode 92 of the iphone life podcast where we've gone over all of the top products that apple announced uh, at its iphone keynote for 2018 we're uh, so excited to be in conversation with you guys about this and we'll be continuing to 
give you purchasing advice over the next uh, over the next couple of months. And uh, remember, on the 14th at midnight, you can start pre-ordering the new iPhones, except for the 10R and the Apple Watch Series 4. So let us know how that goes for you too. See you All next right. time. Thanks, everyone.